0: Welcome to Media, Marketing and Advertising on PG Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Paul Gardner. Hi, this is Paul Gardner. Today, I'm talking to Eric Seropian, who is from This Is My South Bay, which is a Los Angeles-based digital marketing agency. Hi, Eric. Hi,
1: Paul. How's it going over in LA with post-COVID? Yeah, we're doing great. And then the lockdowns are starting again, so we're... You know, crossing our fingers, hopefully it's just a blip on the screen and we'll uh, continue to move in the right direction. Just for the listeners, how has it affected a business like yours in, in LA? Well, uh, I have clients from all over the States and several outside of the United States, but the ones in particular that are doing, you know, they have a brick and mortar type of business where it's a storefront. Um, you know, During the lockdowns, especially in the, you know, this time last year, uh, starting, let's say, from May of last year, you weren't able to open your store as a store owner. So people weren't able to come in, whether it's a restaurant or a med spa or whatever it may be. And so that means that the business is not open, essentially, and they don't need marketing. So it affected our local businesses that were focused on uh, generating traffic and business locally. Eric, your business
0: um. As I understand, it has about a dozen people in it and, and some in the Philippines as well? Yes. How, how much do you do offshore and how much do you actually stateside?
1: I would say about a third of it is in LA.
0: Why did you pick the Philippines? Why not Vietnam well, I India have or...
1: I mentioned Philippines, but I have uh, uh, in various countries. It's not just the uh, Philippines. But, uh, and we have probably about a third in LA, probably another 20, 25% in the remainder of the states and then the rest overseas. So it's, it, you know, there are people that can do the work that are located in different parts of the country, of the world. Sometimes in LA, you know, to, to go 25 miles could take an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> so I'll, you end I'll up doing- the pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up doing things remotely most of the time anyway, even if it's in LA.
0: Now this is my South Bay specialized in search engine optimization and lead generation. SEO has been around for a while, but for people who aren't familiar with it, just just give us the brief background on on how you find SEO.
1: So search engine optimization, uh, SEO for short, uh, for your audience that isn't aware, is the practice of when when you search, let's say you go to Google and you search for something, um, usually you have on the search engine results page, you have the top two or three that it'll say sponsored at the top of the page and maybe the bottom two or three i that'll say sponsored. So that fat middle there, the there's about 10 on every page that is organically listed there, a list of uh, websites that Google lists there. You can't buy that. It's it, That real estate is not something that you can purchase. It's one of those things where Google is trying to deliver the best possible website to the user saying, hey, you're looking for a restaurant in your neighborhood And then here's a restaurant that has a good number of reviews. That has a you know everything is there on the website. I think you two should meet. And so that's that's kind of Google's way of signing off on it.
0: And it's been around what for six years, seven years.
1: I fell into it back in two thousand eight, so it was around way before then. How has it evolved since then? The the big thing is um, a lot of the traffic is going through Google. A lot of the search. When we search, a lot of it in the States here is through Google. And so what Google has done differently than search engines before them is that they've thought of the user first and figured if I take care of the user and we get all, a lot of people searching on Google, then the advertisers will find us. And that's exactly what's happened. In the past, the uh, search engines that have come and gone have been more advertiser centric and Google is more user centric. And so everything that Google does is to make sure that you get the best possible user experience. And so if you're searching for uh, a restaurant in, let's say, New York City, and you have a restaurant that comes up in somewhere in Anchorage, Alaska, or Miami, Florida, or in Australia, that's not a good user experience. And so what happens is a lot of times when we have a bad experience like that, we don't even remember the website that we went to. We just remember that Google sent us there. And so we get frustrated with the search engine that's recommending us to 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 go there, and so Google always is trying to make sure that that doesn't happen. That if you're looking to purchase pencils online, that it doesn't take you to a a website that sells T-shirts. And so that's everything that they're doing is you know with that in the in the front of their mind. So Eric,
0: it's clearly not a case of one size fits all. It depends on the the client, and I imagine. Uh, their speciality and their product and who they're trying to aim at. I mean, it must be difficult to do different search engine optimizations for different clients. How, how do you how do you start? What's your starting point?
1: Well, for us, what we uh, lock in on is, first of all, the very beginning of SEO is you want to make sure that the website is, quote unquote, optimizable. So uh, for instance, if you have a website that loads three times, uh, takes longer to load Uh, uh, the website, let's say it takes 10 seconds to load when it should take two seconds, that is not a good user experience. And so people get frustrated, they leave. And so Google watches out for that. You don't want to have broken links on the website. You want to make sure that the pages are uh, tagged correctly so Google can read it. Uh, A lot of e-commerce type of sites, what they'll do is they'll put the stock number as as the tag of the page. And Google doesn't know XYZ214B4 it doesn't know what that is. So if you put men's uh, blue baseball cap, it'll know what that is. So you want to be able to make sure that all your pages are tagged correctly. It's easy for Google to go in and spider it and crawl it and index the, the pages. Those are just starting points. Make sure that you are you don't have any broken links on your site. The most frustrating thing for me is, I you know, I, I look at prospects' websites and I see the user flow uh, of the website is is fine and then you go to click call and it's a broken link or the contact page is a broken link or you go to purchase something and the credit card is not properly set up so uh, people get frustrated and move on and so that's the first step. The second thing that a lot of people overlook is when you're going to do search engine optimization campaign is to make sure that you uh, lock in on, you have someone do for you a Competitor analysis and a keyword analysis. So, what that means is, for, for example, uh, we onboarded somebody last week, and what we did was we took a look at their website and we saw which keywords that, that they're ranked for. And so, after that, we asked them for about 10 or 20 keywords that they would love to rank for. And then we asked them for about 10, at the most 20. Direct competitors. If it's a local business, I don't think you're going to have 20 direct competitors, but let's say up to 20. And so we did a research, uh, we did research on their competitors to see what keywords those competitors are ranked for, what the search volume for those keywords are, what's the competition level. Because what we want to do initially to get things rolling is we want to have a keyword that's highly relevant for our client, and in conjunction with, we want to have the keyword have as high of a search volume and as low of a competition level. So let's use the example
0: of a restaurant, okay? So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a restaurant um, in LA. Okay. And I come to you and, I, and you say, okay, what are the keywords I need? Well, I need food. I mean, the obvious ones are going to be you know, food and, and fine dining and beverage selection or cocktail selection. So there's some obvious ones. How do you make me stand out from all the other restaurants in LA? Well,
1: what we're... Trying to do, what we do is we look for that long tail keyword. So it could be a name of a dish. Um, it could be the, obviously the name of the company. I'll give you an example of my past. I, I used to be back in the day, I used to be a jewelry designer. And so when I first started doing this for my for my line of jewelry, what I did was I went after the keyword jewelry, and that was a mistake. What I eventually started to do was, for example, the, the example I always give is men's platinum diamond wedding band. You go after that, key, I, I went after that keyword. I had a, a selection of product for that keyword. It could be that there's 100 searches a month for that keyword, but guess what? If I'm ranked in the top three or top five, I'm going to get a majority of those searches that come to my website. And if it's priced properly, everything is on the up and up, I'm going to have a very high conversion Rate as opposed to doing a keyword for jewelry, which I'm not going to rank for in the top ten. It's almost impossible because you're competing with just beasts out there. And on the off chance that you get ranked, what kind of jewelry is it? Is it uh, watches? Is it necklaces? Is it sapphire? It, you know, are you looking to repair jewelry? Are you looking to sell your jewelry? It's not. It's a very low conversion rate, even when you do uh, rank for that keyword. So when we get away from the vanity metrics where, look, I got ranked and I, got, I received this much traffic to my website and I received this many impressions, and we bring it down to a place where we're thinking of profitability and we're thinking of having a game plan for each one of the keywords and having a landing page and having some structure to what we're doing. So it's, you're talking really about a,
0: a, a genuine niche marketing program, aren't you?
1: For the local campaigns, absolutely.
0: So it's not, not a matter of saying like I'm a jewelry store and I'm open from 9am till 5pm and I'm in downtown Muscle Beach or something. It's actually, yes, but I specialize especially in men's platinum rings. How does that help you if that's only your first line? What, do you do one for women's wedding rings as well? Or what,
1: Of course. Just It, stick it depends. Let's say you have different lines, you know, you have a line with uh, necklaces or you have a line of... Uh, wedding bands or uh, ladies engagement rings so for each one of those keywords you're going to do a campaign you're going to do a SEO campaign for those keywords based on the keyword research that someone like our company would do and come back to you with some suggested keywords that are going to be easier to rank for, uh, lower competition and higher uh, searches for those keywords
0: Eric just give us a sense of uh, the numbers in terms of you talked about the landing page at Google, uh, you'll have sort of three ads at the top and three ads at the bottom and the middle bit's sort of fertile ground.
1: How many people get past the first page? We find that the majority, the overwhelming majority of the conversions come in from the first page. And of those conversions coming in from the first page, it's usually the top three or five listings. So not very many people go All the way to the end of the first page, or the second, third, fifth page. I've done it before. It's been important enough to me, or I haven't found what I'm looking for, and I've continued to search. I've gone to the third page, fifth page, as long as I've. At some point, you feel like you've uh, you're starting to maybe see the same website again, or it's becoming less relevant. Um, But I've I've gone past the first page many times. But generally, from what we're seeing, a lot of you know a majority of the conversions are coming from the first page.
0: Now. If I get my keywords put up there and people have searched me, why does all of a sudden ads start appearing? If I'm looking for a refrigerator for the next three months, little ads pop up on my um, every time I go on Google. Why does that happen?
1: Well, uh, Google is uh, selling ad space, so and it's watching what people are searching for and trying to guess what it is that you you might be interested in. So there's a big thing. Uh, uh, that needs to be studied as a marketer is user intent. So for example, let's say I'm in front of my computer and I'm at home uh, and I search a brand of a car, let's say uh, Mercedes-Benz. And so when I search Mercedes-Benz from my computer, Google has a profile on my past searches in order to deliver the best possible search result. Google kind of has an understanding of my more or less what my age group is, where I live, my income, my hobbies, and it's trying to deliver the best possible search result. My next door neighbor, they can type in Mercedes-Benz and they will get different search results. Maybe I'm gonna get Mercedes-Benz lease options and maybe my next door neighbor is gonna get a listing for Mercedes-Benz mechanics, tune-up or whatever the case may be. So depending on what it is that we've searched for, You know, Google kind of has an understanding if we own the car, if we're leasing the car, if we need a mechanic, if we need, and they're trying to deliver, uh, they're trying to guess. It's kind of like there's auto guess on Google where you start typing in a couple of letters and it's kind of guessing on on the autofill what it thinks you're searching for to try to help you along. And that's the same thing with the banners is that, you know, you've searched for something. If you've searched for a restaurant, you might start to see restaurant banners coming up. And that happens on Facebook and you know, many other apps out there where they're sure. trying to lock in sure. on, okay, this client is in the market searching for this, actively looking for this. Let's get some banners up for, for this user uh, along this product or service line.
0: I'm talking to Eric Seropian from This Is My South Bay in LA. Eric, let's go back to the jewelry example. So we've decided we're going to specialize in men's platinum rings. That's a key word. We find ourselves smack bang in the middle of page one, which is fantastic. It's a niche market for us. And the other competitors are seeing what we're doing and they start putting in men's platinum rings too. Where do we go next? What, what's our next thing when suddenly they're bigger or better or it's suddenly Tiffany's it suddenly appears above us. What, <laughs> how do we then target that and fix that?
1: So now that we've identified so far, we've talked about making sure the website is optimizable. We've done our competitor research, we've done our keyword research, and we've locked in on keywords that we want to target. Now, how do we get Google's attention? And so one of the ways to get Google's attention is to create content. So that could be writing a blog post, it could be doing a video, uh, it could be being a guest on another podcast, or having somebody mention your website on their website. So Now we're going to get into optimizing. And a couple of things that we need to do to optimize is, uh, like I said, content creation. The second thing is we want to make sure that we are in control of our reputation management. So uh, that means that if there are tools out there that you, you know, all of these tools cost money, by the way. It's rare that these are. You know, you're going to find these for free, but you, there are tools out there that you can see if somebody mentions you on some forum somewhere or on a Facebook fan page somewhere, you will, it'll trigger a notification and you can see, you know, if it's good, you can mention, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you working with you, etc. If it's something bad, then you can reach out and say, Hey, you know, we're sorry you had a bad experience. How can we make it good? So Google's watching that. Uh, I I do this for my clients that are Yelp advertisers, where um, it's always good to uh, respond to the five-star reviews, but also as a user, when I use Yelp and I want to purchase something and I look at their Yelp reviews, I always go to the uh, one- and two-star reviews to see what they're saying. And if I see that the brand, the company, is making an effort to make it right, You know, uh, we're sorry you had a bad experience. How can we make it right? We would love to give you a refund. We would like to figure it out. Call us at at our number, whatever. And you see sometimes that people don't want to have anything to do with it. They're done. They're upset. They continue to complain. But at least I see that the brand is saying, like, trying to make it right as opposed to not responding or responding in a nasty way. Which I don't, I'm not, you know, as a consumer, you never want to have a brand attack you. And so uh, we want to make sure that our reputation management is, is being monitored. And so that means that we need to get, we, we, ne- we need to see a constant flow of reviews to Facebook uh, reviews, to Google reviews, Yelp, and uh, make sure that when someone comes to our website, generally the last thing that we're looking at, uh, you know, let's say we Googled it, uh, we went to the website, we checked out their social media. And then we're like, okay, wh- let me just see what people are saying about them. And then they, you go to Yelp. You're usually at the very end of the funnel of the purchase funnel, and so you want to make sure that you have some reviews and you have, you know, you've you've made an effort to curate the people, all the people that are, you know, have met you and, and have been happy with your service or product. As well as being a
0: founder of This Is My South, but I understand you also teach at something called the Search Engine Optimization Academy in LA. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, there's a academy here, Orange County Search Engine Academy. We've stopped since COVID hit. And hopefully okay. when COVID is in their rear view mirror, fingers crossed, we're mm. going to be uh, starting that back up. It's an intense class that we teach one week at a time. Out of every eight okay. weeks, we get students together. And in one week in person, uh, it's almost like learning a language. And, you know, you're, you're there, you have the slides on the, on the board, and you're going. You know, I do probably, I think, 100 slides a day, five five days. Um, is that right? Or is that, no, I'm sorry, 200 slides a day. I'm sorry, it's 1,000 total. And so it's, uh, some of them are just screenshots, and some of them are in-depth things that you, you know, you have to talk about, and they have to, in, in real time, they're on their computers, and they're doing it, and they have questions, and it's it's intense. And it's like learning a language, I always say. In a week. It's a kind of a crash course because you go home and you're studying still and you come back with questions in the morning. And the trick is that once you learn it, then you have to practice it. We've found that a lot of the students that come to that course, they're not interested in being a digital marketer. I would say the overwhelming majority of them. They are at most interested in doing their own digital marketing campaign for their business. And that's, I would say, at most. What a lot of people come there, come to the school to learn is they want to know because they've tried outsourcing it to Asia and they've tried to do it themselves and they've given it to their neighbor's kid that can, you know, that posts on, you know, they've tried all kinds of things and it just hasn't worked. And so they know that it's important. They know that digital is not going anywhere. It's getting bigger every day. You know, print, uh, all the money, a lot of the money from print in the last decade or two has gone into digital and so they they don't want to walk away from it they see their competitors are doing well with it so they come in just to understand what the heck is this thing that you know how do i get google's attention why am i not ranked and why is and so those are you know it's good to have that information because at the end of the day the the people that come in they invest an entire week it's a lot of time to be away from their work and their family and so on but they're not looking to leave their job and leave their family to do digital marketing for their business. So every, they have their business, they have their priorities, and then, you know, they're looking to hire someone in-house or a consultant or what have you. But they, they want to know, how do you read this report? Like, why is don't it that think- I have 10,000 10, keywords <laughs> that are ranked, but nothing is coming in?
0: Eric, don't you find it ironic that um, it has to be face-to-face? You can't do it <laughs> virtually.
1: <laughs> You know, it it really depends. There are studies done on this. Um, there are some people, a certain parts of your brain or whatever, that uh, feels more comfortable or more engaged in person. And, you know, I would say the younger generation, especially, they're used to just going on YouTube and whatever and trying to just figure things out. Obviously, you know, you can't really do this on YouTube with a couple of videos, but they're more comfortable with modules or doing the classes online.
0: Eric, this has been a very interesting discussion. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. As I understand it, the SEO for me, at any rate was you know, fairly simple, but the way you've explained it and the steps to take it to ensure that it actually works, I can see why people can actually rank better on search engines using search engine optimization. And I really appreciate your time and I wish all the best to her. This is my South Bay and also the Search Engine Optimization Academy in LA when it gets back. Eric, right. <laughs> Thank you. thanks for your time.
1: Thank you.